awesome. Fuck yeah. Dude, I don't get it. Why do you always have that guitar with you? Yeah, man, I couldn't do anything without it. It's it's like I'm holding the gods of metal in my hands. Seriously, it's, it's like an extension of my body, of my living soul. It's probably the only real thing in my life. It's strange, because I'll be on campus, and little children will come up to me and ask, Nick, why do you rock so hard? And I just whip it out and slap them around some. Wait, that sounds disgusting. But Some weird stranger. Yeah, I do remember that Cycle made an impression. On yeah, Cy Cycle on. is Cycle my, was your my, first film there. My first William Patterson film, and my and one of two uncredit I have uncredited to myself. And I shouldn't uncredited I shouldn't un I mean like I shouldn't say that it was like I I I credit my what I consider my short film catalog mm -hmm. is are is nine films I've produced and actually going back and, and I've been going wow. back and I did a catalog of of really all of the produced work and from two thousand three. Because I'm not counting cycle right now, but if we go from 2003 okay. to 2014, I've produced 28 short productions. There you go. Wow. Um, that's nine short films, and then the rest are skits and sketches. Not nothing that I would river, I would mm -hmm. kind of say is a finished work necessarily. Yeah. Well, like, but, and then also like you have cobbled together work. things too, like the assignments. Well, that's, that's what I'm talking. The assignments are a part of that sketches and skits random, i can include random nonsense with that but mm. like I've, I've made nine short films that you know like you know start to finish short films okay. um cycle would would have been my 10th i guess it was my first my first film i made in college and it was 23 minute long um sort of it, it just was trippy it was it was it was kind of interesting to make but the film took uh my god eight months to make Eight months. Yeah, well, I, I, I broke my camera during me. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't have any. Well, it was like, well, we should explain that. Like, <laughs> one of the things, too, which I want to talk about William Patterson was that we were there at the transition period. We were there in the moment when uh, when you got to when, when we started there, they were still using 16 millimeter film. Mm -hmm. They were still Flat using Bolexes. To teach us the, uh, Bolexes, the, by the way, the which Steam, were Steam which were like news cameras that people used in like the fifties and sixties. <laughs> These Stone Age fucking things that held like maybe on like a hundred feet of they, film. It was uh, yeah we had no there was um the two hundred no the one hundred foot daylight spools and okay. the, well, yeah that what it was yeah the, well the daylight spools and and like but they weren't crystal sync either so it was like you you only had. You had the, two the, and a half the, minutes, roughly, you had, to you had, shoot well, in you, a reel. If you, if you want, I mean, like, okay, no, you couldn't do sync sound, but if you wanted to do sync sound, you <sighs> only had five, like, two seconds of sync when before everything would ramp out. So it was like, I well, the sound of the of the motor would just like, well, yeah, keep so things, you know, I'll I'll go into how I learned that the hard way, but <laughs> did that involve the, cycle? No, no, that was that was a few films later when, okay, I, when I actually yeah. when I was shooting but was, sixteen. But what was interesting was yeah, so we were there with the sixteen millimeter and the Steenbex, mm -hmm. which was you know you actually had your editing, you had in to my day <laughs> I bled on my editing machine. In my day you had to raise your cut your film. I've, and I've literally shed day. blood. I've shed blood for my films. Yeah. I, I literally have. Yeah, and... that's why, like, edit, people who edit have to, you see a lot of their fingers are cut up. But we had that, and then maybe my last year of William Patterson, I finally used an Avid for the first time, and I mm -hmm. used a digital camera that they had. And, uh, and yeah, so it was weird being there for that. Yeah. Like, the, the death I, of film and the birth of digital. Yeah, it was like, I loved that experience, too. And I would say it's such a terrible 
thing to go through. It, it shouldn't. It probably shouldn't be taught anymore. But I mean, the the act of loading a camera with film, having to develop that, and having and to actually light. Well, having to shoot having and to do everything a, that way. I mean, I know you still have to use a light meter with whatever you're shooting. You have to There's, light. You have to. You have to use a light meter if you're using an Alexa or Red. You can't like just. Yeah, I mean, oh, I put a light here. I'm pro digital. I'm all about HD. I mean, I I, I really don't care oh, about I am either too. I, and I, I think I, I've come. Like there was a period where I was like. Man, what the hell's with these digital cameras? Film is dying. We have to preserve film. But See, now I, I'm at the point where I, I think like that I they, they, could, they should coexist. Yeah. Like I, I don't think film should die completely, but so I feel like I don't do a lot of things with digital. I feel like I don't know as much as I want to to be able to say film is better or HD is better. I feel like I'm more I'm more or less now like like do you know what you're doing? Okay. Help me. It was just like, I don't. I mean, like, if we can do this one way, I mean, yeah. sure. If, if we can shoot with a Fisher Price camera, I'll I'll, sh I'll shoot that way. I don't care. Do you, but I mean, are like, you telling? You know, are it comes down to are you still telling your story? Exactly. The best it's, way you can? Yeah, dude. It's everything has to revolve around what is able to make the story work. And yeah. if 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 making the story work has to be, we have to shoot film to make this work. I mean, that I, maybe that's the way it happens, but yeah. I feel like there's a there is an approach to film to shooting film if you're sh if you're trying to do it a certain way. Mm. I mean, if, if we try to like, no one would no one would go, hey, let's shoot a film like we did in 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 college where we had one person behind the camera, you know, cranking a reel, uh, someone yeah. someone with a boom, and and you had you know, to make it, sure that you to, like you know lighting. One, uh, I mean, at one the same thing, time. I, yeah, like, and you have to <laughs> but, learn like learning things the hard way with that, like, but you have, like you know, oh wait. This film didn't come out good. Oh, why didn't it? Oh, I forgot to put the tape well, what, around. What I've, what the I've camera learned, one of the greatest things light. I've learned. Yeah, well, one of the thing, greatest things I've learned through my, through my films is yeah. that um, you have to you have to focus. You have to stay. Mm. You have to you have to understand what you want and then focus and and stay there because yeah. you don't want to. Um, which is hard as an auteur, you know, to say like you have to you have to focus and do that one thing. It's, it's I mean, when it, when it came to bicycles, it's quite frankly it blows my mind that it all actually came together yeah. but the um when if, if you have to you got to stay on your on your mark and you do that i feel like when you know you only have a certain set of feet of film or something like that to yeah. shoot it's like all right we have to do it this way mm. and you stay on point uh, I mean that—that's not you have to do that with digital too. You have to do that with everything. You, I mean, yeah, like, you have some latitude. You it know, all but comes down also what you to what do. time you have too. Yeah. Like, you know, even if you have a camera which can, you know, if you have a digital camera that can shoot for, you know, half an hour, an hour longer than that, you know, how much time are you still on the set? Are yeah. you gonna, for lack of a term, Kubrick it, or are yeah. you gonna, yeah, yeah. you know, or are you gonna do what it? What can like, only be so lucky? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you have like the money and resources, yeah. which is like that's that's another thing. I I would I've been trying to get with my work is I've been trying to slow myself down. I've been trying to slow the experience down as much as possible and say like, um, I I would I want to give my attention to my actors to be able to work with this. Hmm. Um, uh, is that most, like well, is most that a struggle of, for you? Like well, most of my actors? well, most of my my work in the past the has been with. Um, uh, naive uh, talent in a way. Um, mm. Whereas, like you're, uh, and I mean naive in you know the kindest of manners. You know, well, 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 when you're at William Patterson, you're working you're, mostly with 
people who are kind of there just to have fun and make movies. Yeah, I mean, my, they're my, not I've like never... trained actors. Like bicycles, you know, and we should say like Sarah Seeds. We just had her on the podcast. I mean, yes, she's yeah. she's a trained actor. Well, that's I mean, getting to that point. I mean, my my work has always been with like I was saying earlier with the things around me. So like it happens, mm. just happen to be lucky that I have rather creative and very, um, you know, f- camera friendly friends you know like yeah. people actually don't mind people friends of mine that do not be mind. people I, who can people who can at least speak english and say their lines yeah and but i mean that that's also sort of then developed into my style where like i i've sort of been kind of like hacking my my films uh in their creation process where like i go into it with an idea of what i what i want to do um and i have the script and there's and i know a lot of, i know people hate this and especially actors hate this when, like, mm. the not having, like, going there, like, kind of thing, and, like, not giving the script until the day of, or something like that, where oh. it's, and it's, like, it was like, oh, so these, these are your lines you're going to say today. And yeah, well, that was an experience the, I had working with you, like, when we were early on William Patterson, and I, like, Pete was happening, you'd call me and be like, hey, man, can you come do the scene? I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I <laughs> just show up with, like, what I'm wearing with, so like... We're just sort of, like, yeah, we're just sort of there, and it's it's worked in a way... I mean, it's, I think it's, that you've... It, I've seen... From what I've seen of you, though, you've been an organized person. Well, I mean, like, I try... Well, now, especially, I try to do pre-production as, like, the lengthiest part of my production mm. phase, where, and then my production phase, really, really tiny, and then go mm-hmm. into... a a lengthy post-production phase, mm. which was not at all the case with Bicycles, but with every other film in the past, I've sort of had some time to um, do, to kind of like break down the story a bit to get to, to get the set. And mm. luckily I've also had very trusting friends where it's like, and people that have stayed with me over time. Yeah. So that like the, they come to set and they've said, it's like, we go, I trust you. You know, I, I've, 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 you know, I've heard this before. They're like, all right, well, I'm not sure I understand this, but <laughs> I trust you, so let's just do this. And then, and it tends to work. And most of my films um, are not edited that much, uh, where the we try to do a lot of. I mean, I, I try to do a lot of shoot. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? You like some long but, takes or long or well, shots the, the, that don't the sh- like the shots. The, sh- the shots are planned. I mean, I, I shoot for the edit essentially. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've I uh, uh, where. Basically, the film is done in pre-production, yeah. and we're and I guess a very uh, what's it called uh, Hitchcockian way of shooting. So he, mm. he's, he's sort of like he knew what he was doing. He, you know, his actors were gonna do. You know, he just I, I sort of without being so you know pretentious about it, I sort of have an idea of what the film is gonna do. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, I've I've upset editors in the past mm. because it's you know I, I'm an, I'm an, as a, I'm a professional editor myself presently. Sure. So it's like when working with working with editors has been like yeah. it's like well i've i've got the film done so we which is completely opposite with bicycles bicycles is a complete has been a completely complete different paradigm shift in how i deal with the production um because i was i was dealing with so many more people than in the past where i was just myself as you know most of the crew most of the pre-production team most of the post-production team um and that's of course, not the way I would like to operate, but like you yeah. know, a lot, a lot of these stories, a lot of the things that I want to get done, it's more like it's like, oh crap, I have, I have to do it this weekend. If I if I can't mm. do it this weekend, the film doesn't get done. So it's like, oh shit, all right, we got to we just but, we got to do this with this. But and, going but going back to cycle, like so, but oh, you yeah. said that <laughs> took eight months. Oh yeah, it took eight months. Well, so 
Uh, actually, I mean, so that's, I, a, that's a lengthy process. You well, can I, say. well, so I mean, the, well, you're the funny school, thing is, of course. yeah, and the funny thing is, and this is my freshman year, and actually, and Chris, funny enough, uh, when I when I was doing my catalog, Chris, Chris Farrell, Chris Farrell has been in every, nearly every one of my films as the main yeah, character, pretty much. And there's only maybe one or two where he's not, and yeah. not, he's not in my my random nonsense skits that I've done, but he, uh, but just about everything else, he's been a part of. He's been like sort of the face of my characters that I yeah. want that I want as you know. To tell, to tell my stories. Yeah, he's so, your De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, you know, I, I really, I got to give a huge shout out to him for being sort, sort of always being there yeah. to, to, to be the, excuse me, to be the face of my films, um, or to, you know, and to, to do these things. But he, um, so he was in Cycle. But you know, it, it, when you watch Cycle, his hair changes throughout the film. Yeah. The continuity is horrible. Um, because it was shot over so so many months, and because the camera was was decommissioned for months and uh, out in repair, and it mm. came, and fi- by the time it finally came back, it was like it was the spring semester. So was it was like the, the was film the shot in the winter from, and the spring. It's terrible. Was that the camera from that they you got from campus? No, it was a, it was a a sharp a handy cam. It was like my personal camera. Okay, um, for some reason actually it was it was shot on film, but I guess it no, was digital. It was black and white. Okay. Yeah, uh, so that's it, why I thought. Of it. Um, but it was—it's uh, only black. It's black and white for most of it, anyway. I should yeah. say the continuity is so terrible that parts of the film are in color yeah. by accident. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's hard for me to remember most of the movie. Like I have little snatches. It's like yeah. as if like a dream. Yeah. Well, the, the the thing that got was so what was so hard about the movie is that I didn't really understand the idea of timing, and so I actually reap the 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 the, per, the point of the film was that the um a man wakes up in the forest and has no idea who he is, who he who who was, but he finds this like weird masked creature in like ma- uh, like a uh, mm. like a cloth a clocked clock cloaked cloaked robed yes. uh masked creature in the woods and so right. he tries to fo- follow it leads to the his apartment and then um and his wife his girlfriend uh, has killed him killed herself with pills and basically the film then replays itself all over again mm. and so it's i mean the film really could only be 10 minutes long it's 23 minutes long because i basically repeated the film shot for shot again and which is you know, you don't you don't do that, but <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and it wasn't on, it wasn't really for any artistic mm. ma- uh, manner, so I can't really even say it's like, oh yes, I meant to do this yeah. as a continuation. Uh, yeah. re- you know, no, I was I just sort of repeated it and yeah. not knowing not knowing any better, but mm. um, so I mean, but it got it had some good moments in it. I think it it exposed me. Uh, Mary Tertilli, who was the the female lead in that, she was actually an actress, okay. a, like a SAG actress, but she didn't care about. It. I mean, like I don't think I, I had I didn't do any paperwork with her or anything. She didn't care. Um, Hope and, you're listening, Sag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a uh, is there a statute of limitations on that? Because, but all right. So the, who knows? <laughs> but the um, but you learned so, but a little I'm, bit about I, acting. Yeah, and I and that's and I met SFA people, and the they sort of I I ended up working on S, on the SFA president's film. Because because she had seen that and she was like, oh, would you like to work on my on on this film I'm working? So I worked as an audio, um, I was a DAT recorder, so I, I was I was doing the I was recording the DAT and and boom miking, and I was on it was the first film I first set I'd ever been on. And I was like I guess I was two thousand and uh, three three yeah. yeah, and um so then so yeah so cycle cycle was done in two thousand three yeah, and then that that was like at that point I was like you know what no I now I know what to do and i'm not going to do a dramatic piece because no like, let's just was, have fun yeah right? that was i think the idea like that's what was one of the things that impressed me when i first had finally gotten to know you back in yeah 12 years ago god uh, long so time long man ago. yeah yeah but uh you know that you make this really 
dark, weird movie like cycle, and then it's just like, you know, I want to do an homage to Life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like then the, I mean, then my sophomore year, I. St- I decided I had been playing with this idea called I like John which actually was the original idea. So it was, was actually based on you directly. Ex- like, like everything there's sort of a, a sort of an inner, like the main character is playing some sort of element to my being at that moment. Right. At cycle. I was really I was in a dark, like kind of isolated place. Mm. Um, just gone to William Patterson. I was like very, very much isolated in my dorm room, very much mm. kind of like, I, I, my my girlfriend at the time had just broken up with me, and yeah. so it was like I, I just I was had all those dark uh, you know film school type of moments, you know uh, student student film type of moments, yeah, I've been which there. is every single you know student filmmaker makes either someone die killing themselves or talking at a table, um, <laughs> but or or killing themselves at a table. I mean really, <laughs> I think that's yeah. every, I think that's that's every single student film I've ever seen. But the <laughs> there is a including my own. I, yeah. you know, I'm not going to downplay other people's work but the i uh, went so when we got to so when that, when that was all done i was like I, I at that point in time i was like i'm done with this i i didn't i don't want to mm. be this i don't want to be dark and depressing all, all all college so like i so i i sort of changed a lot about myself at that moment and i started writing this idea about a guy that wanted more friends not i mean actually i had I found a decent amount of friends freshman year so i can't say that was an aspect of it where i'm like yeah like oh i'm so lonely in college but like the you know i met up with the sfa people i, I mean i was I had been working with sfa for the year that prior year and then student film association in Patterson. and then the sophomore year came around and i met the random nonsense guys um from the which was a sketch comedy show for william patterson and i had been into sketch comedy my whole life i uh, yeah. the state SNL. I mean, I had I had tried recreating these things all my life, and so like that's where I, I kind of and and of course Monty Python, uh, the uh, holy um, well I mean all all the films, but also the Flying Circus. Like I was so enthralled by Flying Circus. Yeah. I loved those skits, and I wanted to do that kind of stuff. I was yeah. very very highly influenced by, by British comedy. This. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I think in a way you kind of got me into Monty Python because oh, like yeah? when I was younger. Like, I saw a little bit of Holy Grail, like, on Comedy Central or something when I was 13, and I was just like, I don't know why, but I'm not getting this. And I I liked a lot of sketch comedy when I was younger. I liked SNL a lot. I liked uh, other things of that nature. Yeah. But making I like Pete, like, then I was like, you know what, I'm going to give, you know, because then I had seen some Terry Gilliam movies, too, and I'm like, all right, let me give my Python another chance. And I'm like... Holy crap! Holy Grail is awesome, and Life of Brian was a lot of fun. Life of Brian is is hysterical and yeah. such a great film. And like, the, I mean, I, I look Pete necessarily isn't a perfect homage to Life of Brian, but no, there, but there are a there, couple of moments where you could tell. There's definitely aspects of that where like I wanted to, I wanted to have. I mean, the idea of the film is 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 a guy is is mistaken as being some great hero or as some as some great you know man well, after, after, after watching. He said, well, he's having a shower and he says to himself like. He wishes to have he wishes to have more friends, and it and just so, happens. Yeah, and, it's, and there's no explanation. He just gets more. He just friends. gets more, or and he gets like a lot more attention, and it's a lot, and yeah. I and I wanted it to be ridiculous attention. So like there's yeah. there's moments there like like I I love I, I can't call myself a surreal filmmaker, but I I love adding the surreal and adding like ridiculous yeah. elements to, like mm-hmm. where like and that's why I, I what I mentioned about my characters being naive. I, I like my main characters to kind of be. Like who? Like kind of like wandering through their world, a little dopey. Like not really, they uh, like Mr. Magoo kind of yeah. style, where like you can, where you stumble in, th- you stumble through accidents and things are happening around you, um, and you're completely oblivious, and, and things might end up, you know, tearing you down, and killing you, or, or you know, be, um, but 
the the sort of like it was sort of greater metaphors and themes were I thought were always more important than the characters necessarily. The characters were more or less in my films trying to um, trying to more or less block out a world and, a, and, a, way and a story. Uh, I mean, and it's funny because like I you know in, hi- in in hindsight and looking through now my whole catalog of films, yeah. I was like so there's there's definitely a trend I've been following where it's like these characters are sort of like way too accepting of what is happening around them um and when they and when they make the changes or like when the, how they how the world affects them um yeah. sort of you know blocks the story yeah, even up to bicycles i could see that for sure so with the pete's anyway we like yeah i like pete and there's i like pete too and if you want well i'll post this also on the page that there is now a kind of compilation I like Pete one and two called I like Pete forever. <laughs> it was like, it's, it was actually, I mean, when I think about it, like this film came out so well and it was actually considering it was Cy- one of the most fun experiences. Well, cycle took, Impact. like I said, cycle took eight months to produce. Yeah. And then I like Pete took one month from <laughs> writing to editing. So it was, it was done completely in one month. Yeah. And that was so wonderful. It was like, everybody was so a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like the random nonsense crew, just like, because I had I didn't know any of these people and like I I still this day remember that uh, I stood in front of that SFA meeting and said I have a script called I like Pete um, and I remember Eric Lutz and Jen Cassio and Jessica Hand at the time Jessica Cameron and Matt yeah. Hand uh, they uh, you know they came to, coming to me and be like you know we're interested and we want we want to we wanna be a part of this and like lifelong friendships have resulted since I mean yeah. uh, so it's um, when we started doing it we were just we just did it, and mm. it came and it came out exactly how I wanted, how I how I, I wrote it in the script. It came out exactly how I th- saw it in my head, and it was it was such a successful thing that we kind of wanted to do a second one. Um, but the thing is, like, I I always thought the idea of a sequel to a to this student film was a stupid idea, and I, I was like, like I don't I, I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want I don't want to like make a sequel to my student film that only these twelve people, these you know fifty people have seen. Yeah. Um, but we did it, and then in hindsight, like when after writing the script, realizing that this there's actually sort of a bigger picture with these films, mm. where it's like I like Pete and I like Pete Two, or it's sort of like a Mobius strip, mm. where it's like both films feed into each other and never really finish. So it's like hmm. the end, the end of so the end of I like Pete One yeah. is the beginning of I like Pete Two, and the and the end of I like Pete Two is the beginning of I like Pete One. Um, oh, yeah, that's and so right. you, and you can really sort of keep watching them over and over again. That was how um, you. That's how you found your compromise. Instead of just doing a direct sequel, I'm gonna do like this weird thing where it's sort of like a mini I, feature there, where it loops back around itself. Well, it's, I mean, it sort of plays into the fact that Pete's just dreaming most of this yeah. experience, and so he's like he, you know, he has all of I like Pete one is basically you know uh, a lie to your mm. character. As yes. as Pete Pete is just sort of like lying to you about this like terrible this the story, which is actually, you find out is the movie that Pete has made, you know, to impress his girlfriend, and that's where I like Pete two is. I like Pete two, is actually the real movie. The, is is so, <laughs> yeah. So it's like then, so I like Pete two is actually then you're then then now they're actually out of the film. And it's this ridiculous world. Creatively, you so found ridiculous. a way to make the sequel work for you. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, well, I, that's I distinctly said. I was like, I we are not doing this film unless I think this the script works. Yeah. Where it's where it's fun and it it would make people 
laugh and not be like like why why should we care what this kid is doing mm-hmm. you know this is this is a sequel to this film sure. so so yeah well um so yeah i mean when you finish at william patterson so you've done a lot of these movies you've done stuff like uh um you know like the i like pete's you've done wait, uh yeah we're waiting, made for, waiting, waiting for, for kenny, kenny was, was another big one waiting for kenny is still one of my proudest films i think because the it that w- came out really well. That, that that one has like a real logic to it. That what's funny because most people find that as like more nonsensical because it was the the it's the film is about me is the it's an autobiography about me. In what and, way? Well, like, all, so let's say like the movie is about like these three friends who are waiting four for oh four friends yeah, sorry four friends, yeah. and they're waiting for their friend Kenny to show up at the house. Right? Well, he's in the bath. He's in, oh, the, he's bath. in the bathroom. They're waiting for him okay. to get out of the bathroom so they can go to their favorite restaurant and eat. Yeah. And the whole film is based on me, on my, on, ex- on my college experience. Like hanging out with your friends. Well, it was my, it was my college thesis. It was my college thesis film and my undergrad thesis film. And so literally what it is, is that it's a sum up of my college experience and all the care, each four of the characters are actually playing characters of myself so that they're, aspects they're bro- of yourself yeah they're sort of they're sort of oh, yeah, that's, they're sort that's of broken they're broken up into that. like you know char- personifications of my of myself you know in in this world yeah so like you got the you like the the guy that's the rocker um there's the video game nerd there's the you know that's not what i'm personifying myself as but i mean it's like these are the characters i thought of like would be appropriate to represent sort of like the male college experience yeah and you know the stereotypical male college experience so like there's the stoner there's the you know and there's the main guy um and it kind of revolves around the relationships i you know kind of having the 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 film is has been with a question mark noted as um i say this green sucks i don't i don't i don't believe so but it's like anti-women in a way as as i know and i I, i'm not and i'm not sure really in what well, the, the 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 two like, was this well, the two did women. You get this yes, I did. Well, I got this in the actual thesis presentation, and it was a very. It was oh, like, so this was we should mention that this was your capstone film. Well, thesis because I didn't. I wasn't a communications major. I was an art studio, oh, okay. so I had a thesis show, and which was weird because I was B, I was a BFA photography student showing a film at the Power Arts Center. So it was like it was in an art gallery. So the yeah. so the the my 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 screening for I like uh, waiting for Kenny it was like was, you, in a, was in a gallery it was, it was like weird. you and Andy Warhol saw yeah. the movie in there it was, it was great actually it was great there was like a hundred people there it was a lot it was a oh. huge amount of people at the show at the showing nice. no one could hear the film it actually it was no quite no because it was in a gallery so it was like it wasn't a theater there weren't speakers so it was like it was basically I was, was pro- it a silent film well I was projecting it on the wall and I had my like home stereo speakers <laughs> and it was very very soft and you could barely hear it and yeah. so I was like but people enjoyed it it was like, it was a really great experience I got so drunk and because someone made their own beer as a thesis project and then did the labeling and the graphic design why not yeah and it was like probably actually i think it was the last thesis show where they stopped giving alcohol as readily as they did because like the art shows used to, i mean like you can go to those, those thesis shows they'd be wine beer you get you get shit-faced at these thesis shows it was great but then uh so they stopped doing that and <laughs> we were just getting blitzed at these shows so i um um so when screening it from my class uh the an a initial criticism it wasn't even a criticism it was more like i noticed this and so they uh, it was like the notice was and i didn't i mean i mean the comment to me was i noticed this and it was the female characters in the film are they were underdeveloped they're they're yeah well they're sort of bubbling idiots and i i throw one of them off the cliff and <laughs> the uh and the other one turns out to be a lesbian 
but the which is more or less my commentary on was you know the the, the, and actually at that moment the character is wondering the main character is wondering uh, oh what what is uh what is this girl who i have a crush on doing mm. and as he, the reason why she's not answering her phone is because she's having sex with a, with a, a, another woman yeah and so and he's like oh well whatever and it was sort of like my play on you know my my saying is like well the, this is just my luck you know like all my my relationships that i you know at that time was kind of feeding into it like oh these these are people like oops you know uh kind of that okay. kind of logic, but but, it, but I sort of like I was like I guess I kind of understand what you're saying. I mean I must I must I've had some pretty bad experiences with girlfriends. It's at not this like moment. you were it's not um, like you were going after women. It's just that you didn't give them the attention that you gave. No, because really your the story. Therapist. Well, yeah, and the story was is about how what was happening circling my life and experience. Like uh, you know I, my my girlfriend relations at that time were certainly uh. Mm. Uh, silly and kind of uh, all over the place, but the so that I mean that that film that film was really great and really and had a really successful run. It it um it won me a Profiles of the Future award at William Patterson, which was um. Well, you a, had real like like something that impressed me. I remember when you were making that like. I remember when I made a, when I would make a movie, it would be like a big deal if I had a tripod. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I have a tripod. This is great. I can actually put my camera down. And I'm not sure I use tripods. What? I, I don't think I used tripods for most of my films. You do up a lot of handheld. Up, I do know that. Until, but up, up but until the thing that later, impressed yeah. me in waiting for Kenny was like, now I know. I think I remember that. Of all things, I think I watched the outtake of this, which is available online somewhere. <laughs> of you trying to do a shot with a jib, yeah, and it I had didn't a, work. I had a real complicated shot. Which is something shot. I relate to. That happened to me on Green Eyes. I so. had a real complicated shot. Actually, my we lost an actor on that film. Uh, not not that he's okay. He's not. He didn't die, but he. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had yeah. to leave. If you're listening, we know <laughs> you're okay. He's fine. Actually, I haven't talked to him in a long time. I hope he's okay. Right? <laughs> Are you okay, Tom? Tom, you should call me. Um, Ground control to Major Tom. <laughs> so the um. So I mean, we he had to leave production, and we very early on, and that's why Nick Zaleski ends, uh, ends up being the rocker in the film, mm. uh, which really I mean, kind of was made for him anyway. Um, he's perfect for that. But oh, yeah. the uh, so I had this really crazy shot, just one shot where the jit and pointless when i think about it in hindsight, <laughs> completely pointless to have this rig, but it was gonna it was a jib shot going from inside the kitchen. And the jib was going to dolly out of the kitchen door and then swing through the living room to get a extreme close up of somebody playing a video game as they get excited about winning. And uh, that was all supposed to be one motion. And it was I I had rigged up the jib. It was a uh, um, remote uh, a remote head for the camera to do the to do the tilting and panning. Yeah. Uh, it was on a dolly rig, so it was like you know it, it was incredibly complex. And it didn't work at all. And which is of course because it was like it didn't need to be that complicated. It was I ended up doing the shot handheld, which is like yeah. of course. But like the the behind the scenes footage is like take after take of it just not working. Yeah, and that's then, the outtake that a, I watched. I'm like was... I'm like fuck it. And it was like and I, just, <laughs> I can't. We're done. I just can't do the shot. And it was like and I had I spent like, an entire day rigging just this one shot because it was just me. I didn't, I waiting for Kenny. I had no crew. Hmm. That film, that film is all me, um, with the exception of Alex Kabuchi, who was also the boom operator, hmm. um, who um, was also in the film as the guy who uh, Chris fights in the kitchen. Yeah. But um, so that I mean I I thought that movie came out very well. It was it actually it screened at the Darius Theater 
in Rockaway, New Jersey. It opened up a film that I had worked on mm. called Wait, um, What's Your Problem, produced by Gray Sky Films. Yeah, I remember that. Um, they, uh, so I had worked on What's Your Problem, and they allowed me to kind of open their film at the Darius Theater with Waiting for Kenny, mm. which was sort of like... It was a funny experience in itself because I got so I got drunk there too, uh, but now but I'm in public now. This is like I mean like out in the theater public, and I was wearing a white shirt with a with a blazer, and I had I had a glass of wine. I answered my phone with the glass of wine, hand, <laughs> my cell phone, and the the glass of wine went all down my fucking white shirt, and I had to go stand up and give an intro, and I'm like I'm standing in front of the I'm standing in front of the crowd like uh, like white with red you know wine down my shirt. I don't, I'm like, like go, I walk up to the mic, and people are like, I can't understand what you're saying. Here's my movie. And then the movie started playing, and the curtains were already closed. So it was like, it was terrible. It was, it actually was really funny. And out loud, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a funny experience. Mm. But, but I, I really, I really enjoyed that film. I think it, it got accomplished a lot that I wanted to get done to tell that story. Um. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I mean that that really that concluded my co- so like cycle yeah. really began my college and like and then Kenny, Kenny was sort uh, of the, the end of it. The culmination. And, then, and I know that there was a little bit of a time where it's like, all right, do I make? Do, what do I do next for m- movie? Do I just kind of chill out for a bit? And then I guess it was a few years later that, um, also because partly because of you, then I. I went to Academy of Art University at the oh, same right. time that you were going. Yeah, yeah, which was actually kind of funny. I was, I um, because I, I was remember... looking for grad school anyway. Yeah, but like it was really tough because, you know, a lot of grad schools they ask for, you know, recommendation letters, and by that point, it's like going William Patterson. Yeah, I, was, I had yeah. a few professors I liked and kind of like me, but like. I'm gonna like contact them. Yeah, I, I, I was so far removed yeah. from. So I mean, like, funny. I, uh, I, I mean, like, I got. I got rejections from people for asking for. for <laughs> I was like, hey, hey uh, I was like, hey, can you? Um, I would like a recommendation from you, and because I don't want to name names, um, the their reply was, sorry, I'm not in that world anymore. Mm. This is like, oh, okay, <laughs> but but then uh, then actually I got a, a professor of mine, um, uh, Robin Schwartz, who I've, I've kept in contact with, uh, a uh, amazing photographer, yeah. um, and then was a mentor during of mine during my undergrad she um she wrote me a letter a beautiful letter mm. um and so that really i mean i when i when i went to aau when i decided to go to grad school i was like in such a stark need of a change in my life mm. it was like it was everything had to, like things had to change the uh right. i just i didn't like i didn't like anything that was going on and so it started going and it's funny how quickly everything immediately changed like i, I started yeah. going to au i met my would be then i went i met my wife yeah. you know and then and everything kind of like just exploded at that moment but um yeah so i when i found out that you were going to au i was like oh that's crazy he's like fuck i can actually um, yeah, relate sure. to somebody I, I about this i'm not 100 percent sure it was because of you it might have been maybe you would put something online about it and also again they didn't require recommendation letters yeah, you yeah. just hand them a portfolio mm-hmm and I guess somehow I handed in. I think I had just finished Lines of Glory, so okay, that got yeah. me in there. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, the interesting thing with Academy of Art is that on the flip side of William Patterson, it's like I'm doing. You know, you're going to college online. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's, that's who do you? You know, I guess. I guess technically, the Academy of Art they do have. To be fair, they they do have kind of New York City 
meetups of people who want to meet up they, and stuff they like have that. Some but, groups, it's, yeah. but it's much more isolated. You're yeah. going online and you're doing all of your homework there. You got to do everything yourself. I mean, like I had to spend a minor fortune getting equipment. Like I didn't have, mm. I didn't have camera. I didn't have an editing computer. I didn't have lights. I mean, like I had to go and I had to get all these yeah. things. No, I had to and, kind of like beg for, uh, I think I got like a Mac mini just by luck. Yeah. And, well, that's, uh, that's part of the reason why I'm in such terrible student loan debt right now. <laughs> Is that I had to, you know, uh, to get to build myself up, but let's you know, not bring this conversation. Yeah, because <laughs> I uh, we'll, oh we'll both be slitting our wrists by yeah. the end of it. <laughs> uh, I got the, I got the razor out, but the um yeah. So I mean, it was it was an it was a great experience in a way because it was it got me out of a a terrible creative funk. Mm-hmm. Like after after William Patterson, after waiting for Kenny, I just stopped all creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I just had no I had no um drive. Yeah, I had I didn't know what to write about. I had no I had no stories that came to mind. Um, I was doing more music back then. Mm. I was I was right. I was um, at the end of William Patterson, uh, and then going through, and then in that time period where I was sort of in a fun, I was doing a lot more music. Where um, Chris Farrell, actually my uh, my constant collaborator, yeah, he uh, he we started this musical group. It's not really called. It's not really a band. But it's like a musical group called Peace of People. It was more like, it seemed more like a, your take on Simon Garfunkel or something like that. Is that yeah, a weird way to put it? Yeah, we, um... One guy with a guitar and the other guy is the singer. Yeah, Although you guys don't really, yeah. like... It's not, but it's not go, folk music at all. If you go <laughs> to Tumblr, and if you go to the Tumblr page that we shared for in for Generalization, he has a video on there... For this video called Cave of Wonders. Yes, Cave of which Wonders. Which I watched again before doing this interview and is probably one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> well, the, the, the music, we, we just wanted to make music that was, I mean, we were highly influenced by um, uh, Tenacious D. Yeah, and no, um, that's actually a better comparison. The uh, where we just we wanted to we wanted to make and I've I've tried being in bands in the past and it just it doesn't work. Mm. Where like I I feel like I'm just not a very good collaborative collaborative music. Mm. I'm, I'm a very collaborative the, musician. You're more of the kind of guy who like because I, I, like I would hang out with you sometimes and we would just jam. We would do like Pink Floyd songs. Oh yeah, we, and def- stuff like we definitely that. had a couple of uh you know with uh, it was like nine people in a room in the dark playing music <laughs> i don't know it was def- definitely under some sort of influence that was that and, was a college <laughs> memory man. yeah that <laughs> and i still ha- actually i found that song not too long ago because i re-recorded it and i called it joja challenger and which was actually the first two initials of everybody in- <laughs> that was playing in- <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> wow i don't remember this yeah, it's, it's, I... like, it's a 23 minute long terrible uh, like departure from from anything that would sound like real music, and it, um, you know, of course, sounds wonderful all the time you're doing it. But... Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, so that was pretty. Fun. Actually, so parts you, of that are pretty funny. Yeah, but I was but doing you were doing this little experiment. I was doing, doing little videos. Yeah, I was making. I was make, uh, we were doing music. Um, what's it called music with that, and that was that was a lot of fun. But that was I didn't really need a production team involved. It was, no, it, it was me in my closet but, basically recording. No, but music in a way, that was you going back to you know, one of your first influences, mm-hmm. which were music videos and just like trying creative things with that. Yeah. So it was like, and at the, at the very end of college too, we were doing uh, a lot, we were doing a sketch comedy. We tried to get a sketch comedy group off the ground, wanton disregard. Mm. And that, um, I remember that. The, uh, that, that didn't, that couldn't get off the ground at all. It was just, it, no, no one had the time or the, or the resources to do it. And the, uh, so when we, I did a couple skits with them and, 
ended up translating one of them into a new my first film back at at in graduate school yeah uh, alligator child mm-hmm. uh, which was my first film since waiting for Ken, uh, since waiting for kenny and that one came out so much that one was a lot of fun and that one i thought came out so well and got me so so much more psyched about doing productions again mm-hmm. it, like totally kicked me out of that that funk um and yeah Sweet. Now, at what point does, like, bicycles come to your head? Is that, like, a very gradual process? Do you start with, like, an idea for that? Right. I mean, because, I mean, obviously, we, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, I was, like, one of the writers on uh, bicycles, mm-hmm. along with John. Right. Um, but where does that come to you? Well, I mean, which I, I hate to, I know that David Lynch is one of those type of people who's like, I don't know where ideas come from. Yeah, well, it's funny because like, a lot of it, I don't know where a lot of these ideas come from. And the every film I make, at the very end of it, I'm like, I have, I'm never gonna make another film. I don't, I like, I'll never come up with another idea. Like every, mm. every, every, every time I finish with a work, a piece of work, I'm just like, I right, well, um, I hope something you know comes up. Cause I really have no, I don't, I don't go into, the, I don't leave a film with future plans. You don't have like that big career plan like okay i'm gonna go do this movie yeah, l- and I'm luck, gonna go i've do been that lucky movie. enough where it hasn't been a desire it hasn't been an out of need of finances mm. where it's like because i've, I've been I, I work for cnbc i'm a video editor so i've had a i've had a career i've, a, I've had a profession that kind of allows me to do these kind of things on the side where like yeah. I, I have time which is a huge luxury in terms of when i want to get creative things done because it's like I'm not I'm not pressed for being like oh I gotta get my next film done I gotta get my next film done um, so uh, I I kind of been loose with that but um, when bicycles first the first idea of bicycles was in 2011 and the, the film was released in 2014 mm-hmm. so the 2011 was when the first time I said here's this idea and it was for a screen my screenwriting class for graduate school okay and it was right before my midpoint excuse me where they has, you sort of have to decide this this is what i'm doing for my thesis right so i had this moment where i was like all right well i kind of want to make a film that has these like is in this kind of sci-fi world um and i, I didn't i didn't want to write a film where i was hampering myself by the the aspects of the production mm. so i was like well i'm gonna write this film because i want to see this and it was the first time I'd ever done – I had ever done that. Hmm. Every time – every time up until that, I had written a film like, all right, I'm here. I got these things. Hmm. Now let me write about that okay. or, or let me write to make these things work, yeah. uh, which – I mean like I, considering I'm or, not a professional filmmaker, so, I can't say so this even though, works, but. <laughs> So even though you say like a lot of these films are very autobiographical, you're not like going out like – you know, because some people, and I might even include myself in this – you don't have like this thing that's happening in your life and saying, okay, I'm going to make a movie directly about that. It's more exactly. about like, maybe I'm having this sort of feeling. I'm going to kind of, that might kind of put that, that'll come out in my work kind of organically, but I have this idea for something else and I really like that movie. I want to do something like that. Yeah. I mean like I've had a, I've had a plan for a film that I've been working on since 2003. So it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I have work that I, I, I'm thinking about. But like the, a lot of a lot of it happens where it's like it, it is there it is much more organic where like all right well I've got this um, most of it's been assignments where it's just like mm. here's here's what here's something that you have to do in this cer- certain amount of time and it's like okay well how do I solve that problem mm. with this stuff that I got right in front of me the people I got right in front of me 
because uh, I, I never have any money. Like mo- the only time, the first time I spent money on a film was uh, for Alligator Child, mm. and where I was buying the costumes. Yeah. You know, go, but I went to Wilk, you know, to Goodwill and just get you know things from Goodwill. So yeah. it's, that's it's, the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, like that's I I I feel like that's what I've tried to do. Like mm-hmm. bicycles then cost me so much money, but the um, you know, it's it's, it's what can you how can you get that done with, with this kind of yeah. s- uh, small span of stuff? Um, well, the th- so what I was getting at was, um, so yeah, you have this idea, you give this pitch and you oh, for bicycles, review. Yeah. So I, so I wrote the original script and never, never really, and it was, it was such a different script originally, um, where it was, there was dialogue originally. Um, I'm not sure if I saw that draft. There was, it was sort of like I had been trying to refine a lot where um, or maybe I what, did, what, yeah. what I eventually had gotten copywritten was the was what you had seen. Mm-hmm. But like up and but like the, up until that point, it was trying to figure out, well, um, uh, because at one point the um, so I'm trying to even remember now because it got it was so different. It was like it wasn't even there wasn't even a girl in it. I seem to remember and it was I don't know if I saw the one without the girl. I think I, it was like just I think it was just one main character and I yeah, I'd have to go back to I mean like if, uh, I've I've been so focused on what is now of like there that I feel like I I've, I've, I've put back But what, when uh, but when, I mean, one of the things that when you first uh, sort of were talking about it strat strat uh, pitching it. Yeah. I mean, you were, you know, you had certain visual ideas, you had Brazil, you had yeah. THX in mind. Mm-hmm. So that was probably going around for you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted I, I the story of Brazil fascinated me mm. where it was like um well, especially the last act. Yeah. Especially where the guy is running through like this maze of a world and like can't get out. Yeah. And I, and I liked I liked THX, you know, too where it but I didn't want to do a dark movie. Mm. I, I didn't. I didn't want to do something dark about uh, you know people being eaten by each other or whatever. <laughs> I, yeah. I, and um, but I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to do a story primarily that ended up uh, not having audio, not not having dialogue. So it was like yeah. that. So then it started working. Like, well, how does that sort of story get told? And um, you know, with with this kind of world, and I uh, I was. Yeah. becoming a lot more I, I was I was watching a lot of video game uh FMVs <laughs> yeah. and yeah uh and um just kind of like I wanted to I wanted to do that I want I did not want to do a film a typical college film and yeah. like the 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 thing that I was seeing from everybody else's uh work at that school mm. was sort of the, sort of the same old thing you know, at a at a table or people depressed and killing themselves <laughs> The, which was so it was still the same thing even still, in grad school still the same thing and like again not, not to downplay yeah. anybody else's work but i mean like the the work that um screen like scripts that i was reading from other people and like mm. all their ideas yeah. and it's like you like a lot of the works and that's not at all to say that my work is I, is is monumental or more important that i because i mean really like a lot of my my work is not unique I mean, it's not really you know, it's it's not something i can say as as um i did something highly important I changed. I, I did special effects for the first time, or like I, I've never really felt like driven to do the Michael Bay big. Thing. Like I, I gotta oh, have thank this. God. I gotta. <laughs> well, I mean, like cause you, you have like you have certain filmmakers well, that go into the thinking like I want to be a Hollywood blockbuster, well, and they try to make their films like that. Well, I mean, um, I'm not gonna put. Down, I don't want to put down Academy Art too much, but one thing I noticed, oh, which were, I actually, found a little troubling. Great, yeah. Oh no, no, there were yeah. a lot of good teachers there, but. 
the one thing I noticed, at least maybe in some of the like the screenwriting classes I took, you know, because I was a screenwriting major, mm-hmm. like the prof- the professors were really pushing like make as commercial, make it commercial. commercial you have yeah. to have commercial get a, appeal. Get a I job. Understand. You, you got to get a job. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get a job, but. Or they aim uh, you for but the job. You, but like, yeah, get a jo- yeah, aim for get a job. So you gotta have like a story that is, you know, hits these beats, beat, beat, beat. You have yeah. to have these likable characters. You have to have these stakes that we've seen all the time. And my thought was, well, all right, you can have that, but what if you lose your voice? You know, what if you lose that thing that yeah. you know made you want to do this in the first place? Yeah. So I mean, so. I, I thought I thought bicycles was an interesting idea to to explore, and especially because. Uh, while I was contemplating it, part of part of my process is to go back and look at things, and I realized that absence of voice or like or dial um, audio plays weird roles in my films. Okay. Whereas like the um, some some of my uh, some of my favorite like the one my favorite work I think I've I've done of my own is a, a short No Life to Dance. Which with, I know you said was a big influence for this movie. That, that I wanted bicycles to be like No Life to Dance in terms, or I was using No Life to Dance to try to to try to pitch bicycles to be like, all right, this is what it's gonna, this is what it would be like. Mm-hmm. And where No Life to Dance, there's no dialogue at all, and it's very much just like a music video where where you're watching uh, you're watching these people kind of. I mean, they don't have to talk. I don't. I don't think you have to talk to each other. But which, which and also goes back to your love of music videos. Yeah. Again. And I mean, like I was actually I, I, I've been watching them recently because I, I forgot. Uh, Moby videos, uh, music videos for hmm. Moby. Yeah. I, I realized in high, I mean, like, had a huge influence on me. I was watching a couple of them recently. They're awesome well, music videos. Like, well, I remember we They're talked really about well in done. college. I mean, stuff by Spike Jones. Spike, exactly, Spike and, Jones, and, and you know, Chris Michelle Cunningham. Gondry. Mm-hmm. Those three guys, I think, and maybe stuff by Mark Romanek too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember in college, yeah, that that made a big impression. Those, on me. yeah, those those uh, music videos, those shorts, yeah. those really got to me. And I'm like, you know what? You could do this, and like, and short films have always been more enticing to me than features. Uh, I, I love yeah. the I, I love the idea of telling a story very very quickly, um, and the difficulties in that because it's very very difficult to try and tell a story in um, you know a minute. Well, a lot of the great in... filmmakers are you know they have a very musical touch to them. I find too. Yeah, I mean, film is has got beats. I mean, f- like, so I mean, film and music they both operate on certain timing signatures, and if you can you can sort of tap into. Uh, I feel like you can try to tap into those worlds, which is sort of fun. And I think what makes Kubrick so he's important. very musical. I mean, director. like you, I mean, oh god, you. There are certain moments, you know. I mean, he. I mean, my mom has told me like she can't listen to "Sing in the Rain" because it's forever ruined because <laughs> of Clark. <laughs> oh Orange. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of that classical nature. I mean, like the yeah. the his films move in beats and like yeah. I mean like you're. I mean, I guess films are supposed to move in beats, but I mean timing. And so I, I that's that's what I really liked about about films like that I've tried to do with No Left to Dance and with Bicycles where it's um, the where you, the characters it's not important to the characters speak yeah. um, and it's also kind of I don't know it's a fun world to tell a story in when the actions have to be so bold and have to be so ridiculous in a way yeah because, which really lends itself well to my style I, I like the big bold the like yeah. uh, when when someone you know, at the end of No Life to Dance, the kind of like vignette yeah. circle comes around. And he's like, very, very cartoon, very merry melodies, mm-hmm. very cartoony. I, I, I take a lot of influence from these, uh, these anim- like animated shorts. Yeah, because I feel like that's that's a that's enticing to me to t- try and tell live action stories where the characters are sort of 
bumbly and, and yeah. bubbly, cartoony kind of thing. Yeah, like there's that. an element of bicycles I think is very like cartoony in a good way. Yeah, I mean we we wanted to we sped up the action yeah, uh, and... <laughs> on a number of the shots to give kind of silliness to the uh, when when Sarah and Chris are running to the hallways that's sped up and um, uh, we added a bicycle ching ching into the tech. You know, just give these little sort of audio cues and like the the I've been told I was I was told um, by someone because bicycles has recently been um, yeah it's been playing some festivals it got it got official selection at the Ridgewood Guild Film Festival which, which is, must which have been, been that, I mean you're from Ridgewood so that must have I guess been that, like that, a big that was that was a lot of fun and I mean um, in 2012 the mentor. One official selection at the Big Apple Film Festival, okay. which was a, which was a huge was a huge thing for me. It was it was great to go uh, to see that film to see the mentor playing in in Tribeca. Yeah. Um, the um, then in 2014 the Ridgewood Guild Festival. Yeah, I mean it's great because it played at the the Warner Theater in Ridgewood, which is mm. where I went to. I grew up seeing movies in that theater. I saw mm. Braveheart in that theater, as you know, as yeah. we were earlier saying. So it's like the uh, it was a lot of fun to do to have it sh- uh, shown there, and when um, um, but the response from that was that they um, people want to see it more than once. They mm. want they want to go back and hear the film over again because there are there are things that we did with the with the audio design, the sound design. There are, there are things that come in and out. Um, there's sort of like little subtleties that I yeah. want I wanted to kind of because when you when you're making a short film. You you don't have the sort of that you have to have replay value almost because it's so short. You're not. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't really want someone to watch a five minute film once. No. I mean, it's it would be more fun. To, I mean, you can watch it over and over again. Exactly. So why why not have fine little things? So bicycles was a really awesome way. Gave me a lot of play with adding these kind of things because mm-hmm. because the people weren't talking. There were there were, you you can have the moments where the background noise all of a sudden gets large, louder to signify that. Uh, the eating is more important, or then the marching comes in and, and the, the the eating recedes, and there's now yeah. no more eating, and yeah. now you only hear the marching. It's like even though there's no dialogue, <clears throat> you are still using sound to an effect. Yeah, they're talking essentially. I mean, like they're the doesn't the guard kind of make like well the, the guard the guard actually does say it, and <laughs> the uh, that was that was fun because it was I I wanted the guard to, I wanted the guards to say something, but I didn't want it to be coherent. I didn't want it to be English, so it was like. Um, like Jawas or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's it's not it's not attention, but it's it's something that could be either interpreted as attention or detention or mm. you know so, something that so it was like <laughs> so it was just sort of this muffled noise I wanted him to say, but then also yeah. the the bull at the 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 pig creature at the end the executive um, has a voice to it as well. Yeah, and it's like the that was like those droning. Kind of beats mm. uh, supposed to be, you know, the pig, and really each each soundtrack is a voice to the, its respective act because the, the film's broken the film's broken up into its three acts by its music. So the we have one song is just the the, the monotone drive that brings people through this world. Then once he breaks, once he leaves, the, he starts you know leaving the world and he runs into Sarah for the first time. The music's a lot more. It breaks. The beat from the original yeah. kind of keeps, you know, and then when they're fully out of the world, it's organic and it's yeah. like the the orchestral music. So it was each, it was fun kind of trying to f- find voices for those worlds instead of the characters necessarily. Yeah, that, well, which was I mean I, I thought that 
the talent then hit it out of the park. I mean, Sarah did such a great job mm, with yeah, I agree. You know, how to you know how to take that character because I mean I came to set with a little bit of confusion as to what when you say what, confusion well like mean? what what was like what um, not necessarily confusion but really where should Lisa go with this character should should she be so should she be so anti Ron that she that she just completely ignores him or does she have some heart and I feel like that was always a running question hmm. with the story was because originally it was um, Lisa has no heart. As doesn't is trying to get away, yeah, and is only and is question. only using Ron just to be able to, you know, quote break free, even though it's not hundred uh, percent sure they even yeah. know what they're doing. But because I mean, Ron breaks out of the bicycle room by pedaling so quickly, um, you know, in, in his head that was what that was how they were going to get out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so that was. That's I mean bicycles took a, it was a long time to oh, make yeah. that film. I mean, it, yeah, a lot of it came down also to just like the writing of it and talking about a lot of different ideas. It took a long time to write that. Yeah, I think I remember that a lot of it. I remember like in a way there wasn't a lot of write, writing for me just so much as just talking about stuff. Yeah, I mean, talking that, about the ideas of this world, like what is this society yeah, that I think they're that was, in in the big sense. That was know? part of the wonderful thing about working with you was that the um it was. It was great to be able to like oh. write in the air in a way. <laughs> right in the so it was like the, yeah. fil- the film was was I mean, there's not much of a script to the film anyway. It's all, you no, know, much yeah, it's action like, driven. So it's like in a know, weird way, like and don't think it's the wrong way. It's like I almost thought after watching it, like should I have gotten a credit? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I mean, like because like, you, like but, I mean, you did mo- write the screenplay. Oh no, no, <laughs> but watching that movie, it's like so like all you ultimately. Oh well, thank you. But I mean, like the. Well, I, I, it's, it's the it's like, really, it like, is the first film too where I've had the most collaborative. Yeah. Where I mean, like Ken Katowski doing the camera, he did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. um, shooting shooting the film. Um, the the crew really kind of, I mean, the rest of the, the yeah, cast, the had cast stepped like up. I mean, Mike DiLorenzo's gaffer, fantastic, had, uh, and uh, uh, and also the sets too were fascinating because you did a lot with a little you only had like maybe one room and then kind of like a makeshift hallway so we shot the sets we shot this we shot the film on Matt Matt um at handpicked farms in Flemington New Jersey which is um good longtime friend of mine Matt Hand mm-hmm. and his wife Jessica and Jessica um has been a producer with me yeah, uh since random nonsense so I mean she 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 produced the Pete's mm-hmm. uh she uh produced my you know my random nonsense work yeah um, so she was my first person that I wanted to go to as, you know, collaborator for, the, as a producer for this film. Yeah. Uh, and we determined that we could shoot on their property on mm. their, and they had a barn with yeah. a loft that had plenty of space for building sets. I was like, this mm. is great. So that was where I first started saying, okay, we can actually do this. Mm. I have a set. I have a location. Um, the, I was already planning on using, uh, loans as budget. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I got money. So I got money. I can, I can finagle. I can get some. I can get stuff done. So we, we shot it at the barn, um, and the all the the sets were built completely by my cousin and myself. Hmm. One on one weekend, hot ass day. Yeah. I, uh, oh my god, I, I got I got heat stroke that I must have because I was Jeez. like I was throwing up like crazy. Yeah. The it was, it was just me and him. And we we built thirty two four foot by eight foot flats, um, which requires you know. 32 four foot by eight yeah. foot panels and then a bunch of two by fours that we had to cut mm-hmm. and then frame and it took so long and we built 32 of these things 
And as we're loading them up into the set, finally, to mm. build, actually build the set, yeah. um, we realized the ceilings are too small. <laughs> yeah. Geez. So it was just like, that was the only, that was the only thing I did not double check. Mm. Because I, I, because I, I use SketchUp. I, I mean, I actually designed the sets in the computer, in, in design software before building them. Mm. It was the first time I'd ever done that either. It was like just actually building a set digitally. And was was awesome because then I actually put like fake cameras in and get the shots within this set, and it was um, it was great. Yeah, you made the sets look much longer than they actually were. Well, the, the original set design was was way. Bigger. Oh no no, I remember and the original had script. A... I was like, wait, how are you doing this? <laughs> well, like, there's a like because especially you know when you watch the film like to, without revealing too much, there is a scene where the characters realize what's really going on yeah and i remember i think in your initial draft that you showed me it was like wait a minute this looks <laughs> like a are gonna get a warehouse to do this yeah yeah so it was definitely grandiose in its original design and yeah. and like in each step it was like we had to go minimal 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 which is i love that i love yeah. i love breaking down and tearing down apart so that we get some something smaller and mm-hmm. um, so that's what we ended up doing. We, we had 32, 32 flats, which I ended up cutting down to, I think, 14. Yeah. And we built the set on 250 square feet. Sweet. So we shot that entire film on 250 square feet, which I think is actually the same as this room mm. that we're sitting in right now. <laughs> so like, we, we... Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah it's I, not that big. I, I think, come to think of it, as I'm looking around, yeah. I think, I think we... Because <laughs> it, was, it was 15 feet by 12 feet, I think. Yeah. Uh, was the whole set, and there were two sets. There were two different sets built on that. Mm. Uh, the the bike room and the hallway were all built at the same time. Um, which is, I mean, like we shot that film entire. We shot 19, uh, 20, 21 scenes in, in two days. Two six-hour days. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even do very fast. We didn't even do full production days. It was like I was like so nervous about going overtime and getting and like making because I was like I don't know what's going to go wrong with this production because it was like we're shooting on. We're shooting in a, on like in a barn, mm. and I'm not sure if the power is the power going to go out. It was hot as hell. Yeah. It was one of the hottest. Like it was I remember so hot. It was so hot. Yeah. And it was like we were shooting in a barn on the top in the loft of a barn. Has and like thank God there was air conditioner in that barn. But the, the way the sets were built, the sets blocked the air conditioner. So it was like once, <laughs> once you got on set, you had to be on there for a small amount of time, then yeah. run back into that little like like it was a one foot by by three foot space that the air yeah. conditioner was cooling down, and uh, yeah, I mean. That that was quite an accomplishment. Yeah, in no, terms it's, of and it showed that I, also that all the time you took to plan it, all the thought into the pre-production did pay off with it, a very quick shoot. And I I have to I mean like I really can't couldn't have done any of it without my wife Dawn mm. um, because we had my my son was born in April of 2014 mm. and we shot Ju- uh, July of 2014 yeah. so it was like. My son was only two months old, <laughs> and like I, it's I like had you had one son. Now it's time to have another. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, I mean, so I mean, I really couldn't. I the time that I spent on the on the farm, building the sets, painting the sets, because I mean, like again, the whole film was basically hand built by myself. Mm. So like you know, once once my cousin helped build the sets, I was back there painting you know and, and building the sets. Uh, you know, I designed all the prop work, all the mm-hmm. all the. Um, all the co- my wife yeah. did all the costumes, so it was just like the uh, um, having her kind of back me up on the, <laughs> raising my yeah. raising our family while while we were taking care of the house while I was off gallivanting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really could not have done it without her. There you go. Uh, but she, but the film was, I mean, I I to this day I think is is it came out my really most, well for you. I th- I have inc- 
I'm so proud of that film, mm. and I'm so proud of the people that worked with it, and I, the, the you know they helped me get that done. Um, but I, it's it's one of those things where um, it's off doing its thing, and, yeah. I, and I'm 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 really happy and proud. And, yeah, as know, as, as the it, film's parent now, you can kind of guide it a little bit here and yeah, there. Yeah, I mean it'll go do its thing, and you know it's gotten its official selection, and like the, the feedback I've gotten has been absolutely wonderful and it got mm. me it got me the mfa so i, yeah, I guess there you it, go. i guess that's that's really all that mattered and uh but uh but yeah i mean like it's it's opened up some some amazing pathways now mm. um to of ideas where i'm like okay well like what can i do now mm. you know this is like i'm not in you're I'm, not, I'm you're in, not in the creative funk that you were in after no but Paris. but also scary because it's like now i'm entering that funk I'm, I'm entering. Oh. I'm entering a world where I'm like, okay, I I don't have. You don't have the academia. Yeah, and I don't have. And honestly, I don't have the desire. So mm, it's where it's like, where I'm like, well, I've got some ideas, but I mean, I also have. I also have musical ideas that I want to do. Like okay. the, the 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 3D printing, the designer toys is something I'm like I'm incredibly infatuated with right now. So it's like I I really kind of want to explore these things, but I have ideas for shorts that I would you know would like to you know dive into things, and I. I'm far more willing now to do collaborative writing. Okay. Whereas more of it was like, it's like ah, I'll just write this real quick. And I wrote something and, and you know, get a bunch of people to do it. Mm. But now it's like, well, you know what? I have this idea and I'd rather flush it out real strong. I'd rather get a real strong idea and then sit with that strong idea for a while and wonder how to produce it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's, that's kind of where, that's where. Sometimes uh, with ideas, I think it, it you know, it, I'm 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 shocked how fast some writers write stuff and like oh, I mean man. sometimes I can write something very quickly but then other times I'll need like a gestation period I'll need things to kind of like sit and then all of a sudden the idea will just come to me Yeah most I mean most of the time it's like you just can't you can't just make work I mean yeah. it's like you I mean I, I feel like that's where things turn shit this is like you just you're forced to make this it's like yeah. uh and you look around and like um, I'll make I love lamp. It's like this. It's those kind of things. It's just, I love lamp. Are you making this film just because you're looking at that thing, or do you really like this idea? It's, I, I feel like that's that's where um, the creative funk got, gets scary with me. So I'm like, mm. I'm like, am I just gonna rush into an idea because I want to get an idea done, or should I take the time because I sort of have the luxury and you know of a sure. of a I don't have to do this for money, thank God. Um, yeah. But I'm not, not even sure I would. Um, like I, I don't want to go to to L.A. I guess that's mm. that's that's never been in my mind. And people, and like, I've had friends that go to L.A. They come back immediately, and so mm. and like it, there's, it's like you can't you you don't go to L.A. to become a filmmaker anymore. You go to you go to L.A. you know to make well, to, to, be, to make you know you go to work. So I shouldn't say that. You should go you go to Hollywood to make movies. You do. Yeah, but they but don't even make all you, the movies there though. They end up making them in like North Carolina or yeah. wherever the tax incentives yeah. <laughs> are. So so I mean it's like it's never it's not in my. Not, really not my best interest at all to think about I think California, that like but... where you're at I mean with us I mean even though yeah we're in New Jersey we're also kind of New Yorkers by proxy yeah I mean I can see the uh, I can see the Empire State Building from your from your house <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah well, the, the, driving up to yeah, it yeah the, the I mean the I think that my work has been I've had a really blessing it's mm. been a blessing to be able to make work at all yeah um, but also to make work that I feel uh, that I've been I feel rewarded by because I mean like a lot of uh, it's, the stuff that I've made is not 
like I said, not important work. Not not nothing. I've, n- I've never won any. I'm not a won crazy awards. Not going to Cannes. Mm. I'm not going to Sundance. You know, and um, so I, I've never I've never found the kind of urge to to feel upset about interesting about you know or being downtrodden. So you one. haven't built yourself up to that point where you can where like. Oh my God! Well, rejection. I get, will oh God! My the rejections tear me apart. Like I, like, the <laughs> I, like, can let me be tell, tough. Let me tell you. I mean, bicycles has had a number of rejections, mm. so it's like uh, at at risk of, of you know, sound <laughs> sounding <laughs> sounding sad. I'm not, I won't I say put how the many sad festivals. Music in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made a film once. Uh, it tried playing in theaters. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I tried. No, uh, I, I don't know. I just sound like Eeyore. Yeah. <laughs> this is my movie. Please uh, watch it. I'm just thinking of somebody who I'm not gonna name his name, but he was in the SFA, and he would make a movie and he would show it to us, and he'd be like, "Yeah, here's my movie. I like it." And then he would curl up in a ball. I want to say you know what? who I'm talking about, don't you? Maybe I. I'll tell you after the podcast. I, <laughs> We'll whisper into we'll each other's ears. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember. I know a lot of characters. Like that's that's something that happens though. When but when you're a creative person, if you're really well, criticism. I mean, like, wait, it. let me tell you, the the thesis review of Bicycles was a butchering, an absolute butchering of the film. And yeah. uh, at the end of it, I was I literally thought to myself, "Well, thank you." And I think I, I think I I think I even said it in a, I'm sorry in a to manner. Laugh, no, I was, I was like I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, you know what? I I don't care anymore like i don't care i mean i'm, I'm not to say that i i don't I, I make work just for myself yeah uh but and i and i where i'd make work that I, I don't care if it's successful and I, mm-hmm. I i want my films to be successful frankly i think i think i i think i've been uh when i when i look in hindsight in, in terms of uh where the work has taken me and what what has emotionally resulted from creating this work yeah that i was like well this is uh, these have been great. I mean, like uh, some some of the films have some of the films have won awards. Some of them, you know, most of them don't. But um, that's like I feel like that's the Ultimately, that's the situation is that you're trying you're trying to build you're trying to build a portfolio of work that shows development, a style, development of character, yeah. development of you know of of your artistic. Yeah, I nature. mean, if you if you were to, if like eighteen year old John Lazaration were to look suddenly at you today and like. Wow, you made a movie like Bicycles? Oh my God! <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, the it's, fact it's, is, it's you fun. you set out to. I mean, as you said earlier in the, in the podcast, you wanted to make something you wanted to see, and by doing that, yeah, people can butcher your work. They can say like, "Oh, what the hell was that crap?" The bore. Who knows? Yeah. But and I'm also not saying that my work is terrible. Way. I, no, think, I think I, I think I made some pretty. I think I, I think my work is good. I mean, no, no. Yeah, I get, but. And that's me. It's like, I make so much shit. Like, I, I do have a pretty. Uh, no. Uh, de- de- uh, you can be de- tough on de- yourself. I have a deprement. Was it? Um, Detriment. De- self-deprecating. Self-deprecating sense of humor. <laughs> the highest sense of humor. But, it, but I mean, like the. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the films have been. They've been a lot of fun to make. Yeah. Um, I think the people. I mean, the people that I've worked with have been amazing people to work with. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, become lifelong friends. And um, who, you know, if we're, uh, I believe, I, I actually, I, I believe Sarah said this in her podcast mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, if you're able to help, if if you can help raise each other up at, yeah. you know, at the same time as doing these things, it's, I think that's, that's wonderful. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, it's been great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, as Johnny said later, if you want to check out his work, uh, he does have a website up, which does have some stuff called Laz Art. La- I think it's actually just Lazeration.com. No, it's, well, it's it's my name spelled wrong. Because everyone spells my name wrong. But <laughs> it's L A Z A R T I O N dot com, and you can go there and check out uh, his film work and his music work and all other kinds of work. And um, yeah, it should be. It's it's under construction right now. I, I kind of want it to be the I like. I a, see some a, things a, on here. A fun, uh, it's sort of like it's a collective portfolio of yeah. of all my of my works. Yeah. A place I can kind of get a bunch of, you know, kind of insider tidbits on. Like I I, I want to do like I kind of want to do um, video diaries on some like reflections on the films. Kind of like <laughs> like kind of go like a do like a drunk audio commentary. Yeah, like was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which by the way I think is the most amazing audio commentary ever. That's done. a lot of fun. So I was like I've, I've been wanting to do that for a long time. We're just yeah. like kind of like reflect on the work mm-hmm. and and yes. kind of get you know cause the the whole the whole notion of creating art is essentially to. Uh, archive yourself in yeah. a way, and, and uh, this is and this is, could be a fun way for my son in the future to be like, oh wow, dad dad made some really weird shit. Yeah, there you go. Like, so if you go to that website, you can check out all the work, and also Vimeo, you could check out all the videos and laceration.tumblr.com for a lot of the special little tidbits that we've been talking about. And uh, if you want to. Check us out. Uh, remember, we're on iTunes. Uh, you could subscribe to us there. Write us a review uh, if you'd like, um, if you can. Um, also, uh, you know, we now have the email at wagesofcinema at gmail.com if you want to shoot us a question, which I should probably check that email because I actually <laughs> haven't in a little while. <laughs> um, spam, spam, but, spam. Uh, but yeah, wow, this was a great conversation with you, Thanks, man. man. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun to come out here and talk to you. Yeah, man. So uh, go down to uh, go, go down to, that, go down memory lane. Yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, yeah. and At, uh, yeah. So, next so, time I wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually reminds me of one of your sketches, by the way. <laughs> so if you check <laughs> out the assignments, by the way, on Vimeo, uh, you may see a video, a lighting demonstration where Johnny may have forgotten his pants. <laughs> I just might have forgotten them, or maybe I didn't forget them. <laughs> and uh, remember, as always, the wages of cinema is death.